Welcome to episode 127 of the Moist Definitely podcast, where today, Towelettes, we are joined by the three Moisketeers. Shockingly. Shockingly. Oh, I want to uh, hold on. I want to defend myself real quick. So I've been gone for the okay. past three episodes. Yeah. Because you two chose the one fucking day that I can't <laughs> record, and then you shit talked me the entire time. Yeah, yeah what else so are we, we going to do? Anyways. Yeah. As well as a guest from all the way back. I can't remember the exact episode number. Do you ever written down? Not that. Look at that. Okay. Real prepared. Uh, way right. back from one of the very As soon as I episodes. said I was fucking prepared, you were going to fucking <laughs> shit on me. I knew it the whole time I got to come up with something to fucking shit on him. Uh, from the very early episodes of the podcast, uh, returning uh, to promote the Plum Brandy EP, uh, we uh, and uh, as well as the merch that came along with it at yeah. valid313.com. Yeah, appreciate you. Valid himself coming back what to the up, cast. Yo, what up, though, fellas? Thank you for having me. <laughs> Would you appreciate it? Was it solo, just you two back then? Yeah. Okay, it was, so yeah, I would yeah, remember this cat for just, sure. The two of us. It was us and the single recorder back at the house with the oh, fish Oh, yeah, tank. I remember that fucking yep. thing. Was, uh, I do remember that. It was an interesting... You purposely picked the day I was in the hospital and you had jury duty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's apparently that. what Wait. he does. And then I got yeah. mad. Let's just say there was a jury, there was a <laughs> jury involved. Takes but... a shit seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for a... coming, bro. Yeah, no problem, man. Thank I you for coming seriously, I love how you brought your own entourage. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he's my ride and my bodyguard. That's what I said when you pulled up. I said, he bring a fucking bodyguard with him? Yep, that's Dan. It's weird that he shook me down the second he walked. Hell yeah. He's going through my emails right now. Yep. That's dope. So, Faster. <laughs> Keep him in check. He's running my credit score right now. <laughs> <laughs> Make so, sure it's worth it. Deuce, you haven't been here for a couple cash. You don't know about our new segment yet, do you? No, because I don't listen. Yeah, I know. I know. That's why. I <laughs> How figured. do you know we shit talk? So, I listen for the shit talking because it's usually at the top. Okay. I'm yeah, yeah. So, so what we do now is this new segment we got. It's called the Slick 10. And the way we start this segment is I mute the uh, co-host microphone, so now you guys can't be heard. And now it's just me and the guest, and we're going to have a conversation. I'm going to ask him 10 rapid-fire questions, and I just want you to answer with the first thing that comes to your head, okay? Okay. So it's just 10 quick questions. Gotcha. You ready? Yeah. Number one, what is your favorite album of all time? Hmm. Boy. Uh, Rapid, rapid. Common B. Least favorite genre of music. Oh boy, um, um, Irish folk music. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, least favorite, man. I don't know, man. I love music. Next, <laughs> least favorite pizza topping. Um, pineapple. Second talent that you have aside from rapping. Um, I have a little bit of talent in the graphic design department. Nice, nice. little bit, little bit. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> You're distracting me. Shut up. Uh, least favorite politician? Mm, all of them. All of them. <laughs> favorite rapper of all time? Uh, Slick Rick. Damn. Biggest inspiration? Slick Rick. <laughs> uh, ooh, I'm out of questions. You got any? No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> Their mics are off, Brian. Uh, what's the what's your uh, favorite piece of art that you've put out? Mihailo, the, Mihailo, the, album, the album just dropped in 2019. Yep, previously. Yep, which is also an awesome album. Thank you, sir. Um, ooh, uh, what kind of car do you drive? I drive a Toyota 4Runner SUV. Nice. 
nice. It's nice. Uh, what is your ultimate dream? Um, if I could just wake up and do what I want for a living, so not have a boss, no one tell me when and where to be, clock in, clock out, and still be financially stable and live comfortably and have a family, that's the dream. You can't ask for really much more than that in life. It's a pretty good that, fucking that's dream. dream. I mean, that's the dream. And we are bringing the co-host back. back. Wow. I oh. use that time Missed to- you, fellas. Yeah, thank you. I thank use you. that time to Google who Slick Rick was. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. These these fuck nuts are young, dude. They don't know. It's all right. It's all right. Everybody learns one day. Rapid fire, dude. You were slowing down at the yeah, end. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Because I, like to be honest fire. with you, I wanted <laughs> to prepare <laughs> more <laughs> music based ones for you because gotcha. I knew that obviously well, you're a musician, but uh, I definitely want to talk about your new EP because uh, yeah, man. I did. I, I listened to it on YouTube and I went to iTunes and I purchased it after Thank that you. because I it was. It. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the album. I was wondering itself. how I was going to buy lunch tomorrow. At work. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, no, 11. Was... How do you afford lunch? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Every time they turn an album, man. Yeah, I was listening before you got here. Man, man, I'm, thank I'm, you. I'm not going to lie. I've never. Did Brian introduce me? I don't like to do too much prep. Oh. I like to go in like uh, Larry King and shit and figure right, out right, as we go. But um, yeah, your shit's sexy, dude. I man, like it. Man, I appreciate that, yeah. brother. Thank you. Thank you for your mm-hmm. thank you for your ear. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. I gotta I, ask you. I didn't have time to listen. My wife thinks I'm getting diapers right now. <laughs> <laughs> he just, like she that. just shit a baby I'm out. A lot of honest. Well, congratulations. That's why we love when we yes, get sir. him. Yes, when sir. we get him, okay. but that's dope. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, concerning the new EP, I had some questions regarding yeah. it. Uh, at the end of the song "Pops," there's a sound clip. Yeah. So those are uh, old sound clips from. So the whole concept of the EP and the reason why it's called the Plum Brandy EP is because my parents are from, at the time, it was called Yugoslavia, which doesn't exist no more. But my parents are from Serbia. And uh, when my Mihailo album dropped, that was that's my real name is Mihailo. And that's a very distinct name from that region of the world. So when that album dropped and like these hip-hop blogs and some of these more well-known established uh artists like were showing me love and and Mm -hmm. posting it and they were talking about this album mihilo from some dude from detroit it sparked the interest with hip-hop heads in the balkan region in eastern Mm -hmm. europe and it sparked not just the interest with heads but like some of the biggest djs and promoters in that part of the world like who's this dude in america his name is Mihailo, and, and, and he's first-generation Serbian, and this, that, and third. So uh, it kind of just sparked the interest over there. So the whole concept of this EP was I started working with producers from out there, and all the samples are from our music. So from music from that part of the world and all the producers that made the beats and whatnot are from that part of the world. So that was kind of the whole concept because in our, part, in, in our culture – in all those countries in Eastern Europe, we drink plum brandy. Like, that's what we're known for. Like, hmm. we're just okay. associated with that. And um, so that's why I called it the Plum Brandy EP, because all the samples and producers are from that part of the world. And uh, those clips that you're talking about, I found uh, some sweet clips of, like, an old, uh, just like a news documentary from, like, Serbian TV, and where they came to Detroit, and mm-hmm. they just did, like, a... A small documentary on our community here mm-hmm. in Detroit and whatever. So the guy, and this is like back from like 
01, 02, something like that. And the guy's on the people mover and he's talking yeah. in Serbian. And he's talking about the city of Detroit. And he's talking about Joe Louis Arena. I'm like, this is perfect. I'm like, this is right. so we just, I just ripped that real quick. And uh, we used it in a couple parts uh, of the EP just to kind of bring it in. Like the, this is a Detroit hip hop project, but it's a Serbian like concept behind it. So you just talk for like a minute and I'm fucking invested. Yeah, yeah I, man. I am a sucker it. for a good story. I yeah. am totally in now. Man, yeah, dude. It's, it's, it, this whole project uh, was a blessing. Like, I don't know how familiar you guys are, but like one of the greatest like hip hop producers of all time, like Dr. Dre mm -hmm. and Pharrell, like they all look up to him. His name is Jay Dilla from Detroit and he passed like back in 06. And uh, he's like in the world of hip hop, like one of the gods like mm -hmm. he's on the mount rushmore of like beats and whatever next to the dj premieres dr dre's uh dj uh uh you know whoever it doesn't matter what other name you want to throw up there and uh i ended up having a good friendship with his mom i never met him he okay. passed like a couple years before i ever got in the local hip-hop scene mm -hmm. um but i ended up becoming good friends with his mom uh maureen yancey ma dukes and uh she asked me, she's like, you know, this is like back in probably 2011, something like that. She's like, I was helping her out with some things. And, and she said, uh, you know, where are you from? Like, I can tell that you're not like a average, like white American kid. Like yeah. you're, you're from some like ethnic background. So I told her, like, well, my parents are, they're from, you know, I'm from here and born and raised here, but my parents are from Serbia. And she was like, well, we got a guy out there named uh, Vlada Stjanovic that helps us promote like all the Jay Dilla stuff out there because this guy's yeah. world famous, you yeah, know, yeah. And, and then they celebrate him all over the world. Um, and so she hooked me up with him. Me and him became good friends. And then when uh, uh, I dropped the Mihailo album, this one like, one of the major gatekeepers of hip hop in that region of the world in Croatia, his name is Fat Philly, who was also boy's mutual friend with, with my man's Vlada that mm -hmm. Jay Dilla's mom hooked me up with. He was like, yo, is this the same valid that you've been talking about for years? And he was like, yeah. And, and Fat Philly didn't even know I was yeah. like of Serbian descent. Okay. I was just like some kid in America, you know? And uh, so that's kind of like the crazy, like Jay Dilla's mom, like the GOAT, the greatest yeah, of all yeah. time in hip hop. That's dope. His mom is like really the nucleus of this yeah. whole project and how it happened. So shout out to the whole Yancey family and my Dukes. That's cool that you built that relationship with her. Yeah, man, it's a it's been a, it's been a blessing. This is what you wanted to do for life. Yeah, that's uh, I'll say you know it all kind of like when I was a kid, a little kid, I always loved music. Like Michael Jackson was super like crazy to me. Like oh yeah, he was like God on earth when he would come on the TV mm -hmm. and like. I remember because when we were growing up, we didn't have cable until, I don't know, I forgot what year, but I was still a kid when we got cable and like we got VH1 and MTV yeah. and my parents, they don't watch that. They don't even, you know, their English is like broken and stuff. Mm -hmm. So here I am turning on the TV and I'm seeing like Michael Jackson on BET and VH1 and this is like in the 90s yeah. and uh, like mid 90s and I'm just like, yo, this is crazy. Like I was already a fan of Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. But then when you can watch a music video to put it with and you can see the dances and everything, yeah. I was just like, Michael Jackson is, is where it's at. And, you know, it all really, like, the love of music, I think, really started with Michael Jackson and also, like, Serbian music. Like, you know, uh, my, the music my mom would listen to while she was cleaning the house and, and cooking and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it just resonated. You know, I love music, man. And um, but then when I saw MJ, dude, it took it to a whole new level. Yeah, he inspires everyone, even outside of music. I I just heard like he 
he was like Kobe's biggest uh, influence because yeah, of his his work ethic and how he put every detail in everything. Every detail like, matters, man. And yeah. and and you're right. I was reading Kobe Bryant saying I think I did see where where he said he was like Michael Jackson was a huge influence. And I remember seeing like Kobe Bryant talk about uh, like how how you just said detail oriented, like obsessed yeah. with the game of yep. basketball. He mm-hmm. was like he would uh, he wanted to be so good and know every little like trick of the trade where it was like he would like ask the NBA or something like that or he would gather get the like official not the rule book yeah but like how the referees are trained Mm -hmm. so he knew yeah how far the referees were behind him at all times. So yeah, he needed yeah. to get away with his yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he knew like they wouldn't see it. Like I'm some like heel, yeah. like WWE, like <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna do this behind the rest back. And I'm like, you have to be obsessed. Yeah. You right. have to be completely yeah, you say you got that from from uh, MJ, like uh because he has his fingers on everything. Every dancer, every uh light, every fucking thing, every concert, song, note, everything. Yeah, that's uh I try to be like that as much as I can. That's like cool. all the artwork, everything I do is like even when I like I don't do my own artwork, but I'll hit up uh my artist, shout out to Mr. Cliff Note. And I'm not just gonna tell him like, hey, I need something like this, make it happen and send it my way. I wanna be there when he does it. Mm-hmm. Every shade, every color matters to me. I'm gonna let him do him but then I'll kind of navigate it to make yeah. sure I'm 100% happy with it. So, yeah. yeah. That whole you world. Have, have a vision. Yep. It has to, I have to be 100% like, this is it. This is my baby. I'm right. going to give it to the world. And that's that. That's cool. So, I'm always, like, fascinated with, like, <clears throat> musical artists or whatever. Because, like, you know, we, we get on stage doing comedy and shit. And it's like, that's oh, like do? the... <sighs> <laughs> Every time we're interviewing, dickhead. Yeah. But so that, part of the that episode, is like, we remind everyone that Matt does not do comedy anymore. I still do comedy. I took a time off. How, how dare someone in my life pass, you fucking cunts? Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, they always got to hit me when I'm down and shit. Man. Well, both of my parents died in a tragic car accident. Well. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen. That was, Terrible. Come yeah, on, yeah. man. I'm fucking laughing at it and shit. No, I, uh, you know, I was killing it so much I had to like take some time off so they could. These guys, breathe. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. really no. nice of you. <laughs> See how well both of us are doing. Yeah. That's why I'm making a comeback. Yeah. Anyway, it's like the the most amazing rush in the world to like be in front of a live crowd. Like I don't, yeah, I don't care if it's, it's six or fucking six hundred. It's amazing. You're absolutely correct. I'll, I'll co-sign that statement. It's, uh, it's the biggest rush that I've, you know, what I'm saying, positive rush that I've felt. Uh, ever being mm-hmm. alive is is being in front of people and like just telling them like put your motherfucking hands up and the hands yeah. go up yeah. you know it's something that I don't know it's like magic oh, yeah, we, need, just we need to do that on stage yeah. like, like hands how's everyone feeling tonight everyone put your hands up here's a dick joke yeah I always do that I was gonna say it always like they slowly slide out of some dude's pants and shit it's like no, no. put your hand back down dude you're good yeah, it's almost hard to explain like why it feels so good or like how yeah. you're entertaining whatever you're doing is. I think it's just uh, it's like the uh, um, the process of I wrote this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my you know on my desk in my room, mm-hmm. and now here I am, and these people are singing along with it. Yeah, like that's the I think that's the magic trick of them all. That's um, it's like weird to me. That's how we feel too. Like to know, like I wrote this fucking joke, and 
you guys think it's funny the same way Resonates. I thought it was fucking funny. It's it's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah, cool. Uh, much so on like a lesser level than you. I I took Way. time off when the kid was born. And I just started going back doing open mics again. Right, right. And there was this new comedian there, kid I've never seen before, and he's like, "Oh, I saw you like last year at the show, and you did this joke." And he remembered my bit and he repeated it to me, and I was Best like, "That was like," world. I'm yeah. like, "That's really fucking cool." Best that, feeling in the yeah, world. Was, he wouldn't cry in the car. I, did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't blame him. There's been uh, for other reasons. Man, yeah, almost, <laughs> almost uh, just two weekends ago, I had uh, uh, every year around Valentine's Day, I do Valentine's Day, and it's yeah. like a big like hip hop show. Yeah, that's and, dope. And it's always like a good time, and I've done three of them thus far. And uh, a couple weeks ago was the third one, and I was like about to do the very last song, and I didn't have to tell the crowd to like sing along with the hug, like they knew it, and mm-hmm. I almost that's like, awesome. broke down right there. I had to like turn my face away. From I'm, like, I'm a rapper, I can't cry. Yeah, but, you know what I'm saying? I'll crack you in the head before I cry. You could start like a whole new genre though, like of cry rapping. Uh, That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I'm all right. <laughs> no, but yeah, it was not it gonna was, pioneer it, that. It, 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 it touched the sweet spot, man. I don't know how to like like it was like oh shit. Like I just like looked at the crowd and they shot me. I'm like yeah, you guys listen to my stuff this much? Well, you yeah. guys know the words like. Like that all right cool let's rock just bring emo back but with yeah with man <laughs> the hair the hair over the eyes it exists already bro it <laughs> exists. <laughs> ain't nothing new under the sun no they're like oh we're cutting again <laughs> exactly you're trying to relive high school every fucking day bro so, good. Yeah. no that's it's amazing go ahead track uh one on the plum brandy ep is entitled january 8th yeah What's that date? About? Um, that so, that is in in Serbia. Christmas is on January seventh. It's not December twenty fifth. Okay. So growing up, I had kind of like two Christmases. I had uh, American Christmas, which was more like the holiday, like, mm-hmm. oh Christmas tree, you know, whatever, da da da. And then on January seventh. Um, that was more of like the religious Christmas. I wouldn't usually go because that's like the first week you're back at school after your two week break and stuff. Mm-hmm. I usually wouldn't go to school on January 7th. Um, I'd end up probably going to church. You know what I'm saying? And and, and that was like real Christmas uh, in my head, in my heart. Like that was like the, the real like religious, you know, uh, aspect of it. Uh, spiritual Christmas, whatever you want to call it. It wasn't really about swapping gifts or anything like that. And uh, so back home in Serbia, Christmas is January 7th. That's not December 25th. And reason why I'm not going to go into a history lesson, but like the old calendar, it, it's actually quote unquote December 25th in Serbia too. But according to the old calendar, when it got switched up, old December 25th lines up with current calendars January 7th and that's why they do that gotcha while the rest of the world is normal and we're crazy yeah and (laughs) you know (laughs) and we're stubborn and crazy and hard-headed we're we're gonna do it on January 7th so we're we're all crazy like uh, according to like historical records Jesus was born like the summertime so yeah yeah yeah, that's uh you know um, we do our own thing yeah Yeah. everybody does their own thing and um so the whole point of the song was again just to piggyback off the concept of it being like a uh, Eastern European, Balkan, Serbian concept project. Um, it was called January 8th because I have the line in there where I say it's January 8th. I'm in my Christmas gear saying like it's the day after Christmas for me and I'm like rocking what I got for Christmas. Yeah, okay. yeah. But I said January 8th so it would resonate with the listeners over there and you know that was like an Easter egg for the people over there that I knew would probably go over a lot of like American listeners heads but right and on. when I wrote this project I kind of kept that in the back of my mind like don't go so far over there that the, your fans you've already made 
it's like over their head yeah, and they yeah, don't yeah. get it. I had a, it was a delicate balance to like do both. Yeah, and that's what sense. that is. You hit a lot of different uh, emotions and tones throughout the whole album. It's really like, yeah, like you have it starts out like uh, with January eighth, like you were saying, and then pops. They're kind of like they're very like emotional and like in tune tracks and stuff. Right. And then you get to like uh, foreign forever, and that one when I was listening to that track, that was like how how much truth is in 100%. the stuff that 100 100 percent that was uh i remember that day um like the way i open up the song when i say um how to, uh back in sixth grade 1998 and i'm talking about like when america was like bombing at that time yugoslavia ex-yugoslavia i remember being in school that day and uh another kid who was also from former youth like hey man did you hear that they're like bombing back home i remember i'm in the locker room at riverside middle school and i'm like what they're bombing yugoslavia like they, they didn't even like make sense to me i was in sixth grade you know what i mean yeah yeah and then uh i remember getting home and my mom got home before me from work she's sitting on the couch looking at cnn and that's all they're talking about in the country's like they're showing footage of serbia and yugoslavia getting like blown up and my mom's like crying on the couch. I was like, holy shit. So uh, like, this is real. And um, and I remember also being like, when, when a teacher asked me, like, where are you from? And I said, Yugoslavia. Some kid was like, hey man, aren't we bombing them or something like that? And I was like, thought it was funny. And I was like, okay, well, I'm beat your ass now. So, <laughs> Get that done. Yeah, it, it was, that, that's all real. And then it was just kind of like, uh, cause that song, I, I never really get too, too like politically deep, but it was just kind of like the thing where it's like, uh, you know even though i'm born and raised here i still at least for myself always kind of like identified um to a degree of like i'm still like a foreigner like i go home and i'm probably in a whole different environment than like my friend steve john dave like my name's mihailo like i just you know there's something uh i identify myself as Serbian American like I grew up in a house where we had Serbian food Serbian culture Serbian traditions like you know what I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. and uh and I always kind of felt like like that white boy who was like oh man aren't we bombing them that like even in American people's eyes with a name like this and uh I, there's always gonna be like this sense of like he's different or some shit like that so uh yeah. that's kind of where the song comes it's from it's probably like the cause you're the first generation first generation you yeah. gotta overcome all because your parents aren't that far removed from it, so you yeah. still dealt with it at home. You're still doing the crossover thing. Yeah, and it's, it's it's like I was gonna write a second verse to that, but I put my dude Boldy James on there just to kind of like switch it up. But uh, like, and then I kind of almost like in Serbia, I'm an outsider to them though. Mm -hmm. To them, I'm the American. You get what right, I'm saying? Right. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. the Americans, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. the boater, the foreigner. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? So it's like, oh shit, okay, I don't know where the hell I'm at. So it was kind of just like, you know, being like, all right, I'm gonna be foreign forever. Like, there's no way of escaping that. Like, people right. know I'm something different. Where are you from? Where's your name from? You know, how come you guys don't do stuff like this? You do it like that. So that's there's something kind of beautiful about that, though. Yeah, oh, you know, like, like you know, and the song's almost yeah. like you accepting that. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter anymore. Like, I'm, it doesn't matter from where cool I say I'm from. I'm yeah, I mean, no I'm I see people of many different cultures that uh, their parents aren't from here, and. Uh, they like forfeit that i don't know how to explain it like they'll uh try to americanize themselves or like yeah. wash themselves with american culture yeah like to like, like to just to fit in they'll like for example um 
like I get it you know what I'm saying you fall in love with like an American girl like yeah, hey okay cool or American dude it, yeah. you know that's fine yeah, whatever yeah. but like they don't put effort into like continuing that like right. after they're gone right like they'll probably just like name like they may have like a funky foreign name like me but then they'll name their kids like Steve yeah and, and, and it's like they, the and, and I think shout out to all the Steves out there yeah what up Del Steve but uh mm-hmm. and I just there's, feel there's one Steve that's like oh <laughs> and I, I don't know if it's because it's, it's like hard work to do that um, or if it's something like you realize it's just easier to blend in with everything around you and I think that's really what it comes down to like nobody wants to stick out you know what I mean I don't yeah. know and um uh, so so I don't know I'm I'm on the fence I'm on the side of like you know I don't have any kids but I'll when I do have kids I would love to give them like Serbian names and hold on to my stuff like I don't want my grandkids to feel foreign to what my parents were you know what I'm saying I don't want right. them to look at that and be like oh that's something that you know my great grandfather did you know my great grandfather yeah. was French yeah. <laughs> you know really yeah. you're just describing like all of us here. Exactly. Like, I, I am. You know, I'm like, oh yeah, my my grandpa's a hundred percent Sicilian, but I have no connection. No to connection that. to that, like, and that's not your fault. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's not. It, it's not really nobody's fault. It's just kind of that's life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to actually like put in a conscious effort and thought into like, I'm gonna make sure my grandkids from now identify in some aspect of Sicilian. Now, you can only control that so much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't know who they're going to marry. Mm-hmm. You don't know, you know, where they're going to grow yeah, up. Yeah, this day and age, it's hard to it, do that. It's, yeah. it's hard to do that, yeah. you know? And even you can go and marry somebody from your own culture and your kids could just be like, nah, I'm straight. I'm being Sicilian. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm born and raised here in America. I'm going to join the army and mm-hmm. red, white, and blue all the way. Yeah, it's going to give people some freedom. Yeah, exactly. So you, you can only... <laughs> do so much about that but really like you know to tie it all back that's kind of what that what my verse and my whole concept of that song was it was just kind of like uh all right you know what i'm saying y'all bombed my my motherland you know what i mean so now i'm gonna like stack paper and just kind of be like the shit out here and i'm and i, and I don't have to blend in with with, with nobody yeah. that's kind of what it is it's like the town crier thing though some people are just meant to this is me, I'm not gonna change, you know, accept it, where some people are just like, don't look at me, so then they have no problem yeah. just becoming totally American and forgetting that I, part of it. I bet yeah. a lot of younger people resonate with your music too, because I think the younger generations don't particularly feel American either. Like they Yeah, know, I, I really, you know, in this uh, uh, political climate, there's, uh, I don't know, if tr- I don't wanna say trendy, because I don't wanna, um, What's the word I'm looking for here? I don't want to minimize anybody's like true feelings or political feelings, but Mm -hmm. so I don't know if trendy is the right word, but it's definitely a theme, an ongoing theme where it's like, do we really, you know, should we really be proud to be American? Like, look at what we've done, look at what we do, and the answer is no. It's an emphatic (laughs) no. Yeah, and and, it's not allowed to grab onto. So I think a lot of people like that. You're right. Maybe that that song may resonate with them, where you know. They, they, they feel that even if they are American where they they'll probably get where I'm coming from you know what I'm saying yeah and I, I think that's awesome I I think I think that's a, that's super important too yeah it's super important like and I think like the younger generations too is they don't uh, they're not so far removed from a couple generations ago that are 
uh, just openly racist. I work with people like that of the older generations that are just openly like, you know, I anyone that might be of Middle Eastern descent, they're, like I, they're not, they don't trust them and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. the kids these days are not like that. They, they, they just see people as people and they're friends with everyone. And yeah, I think, I think cool. um, you know, as much as uh, you, even myself, like you, you try to hold on to certain things. The end of the day, man, you kind of got to understand that certain things are old school. That's the key word, old school. Mm-hmm. It's old for a reason. Yeah. yeah. It's not modern anymore for a reason, you know, and uh, you got to trust the youth, man. It's, youth, it's, it's it's it just doesn't make any sense. Like I've overheard, it's like, oh, that person's Polish. Don't trust them. Like, what the fuck does that even mean anymore? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, because yeah. there's never been a Polish takes, person to tell the truth. Yeah. <laughs> it takes three of them to change a fucking light bulb. What the fuck? You know. You know, at one point, my grandpa's like, oh, they don't they won't talk to me because you know I'm a Sicilian. I'm like, is that a thing still? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, tainted the- blood. That Sicilian. Has. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, stupid shit. Like that. Yeah, it's, it's always so stupid. At the end of the day, man, uh, whether you're trustworthy or not. Is is just based on you as a person. Yeah, you not mm. not your Sicilian blood. Oh yeah. shit, <laughs> boss man, what do you got? So after that heavy track, we move into a very funky. Yeah, I had to balance it out, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love. Uh, what was it? Uh, you love. You love. That's right. That's right. That's the name of the song. You love, produced by my dude Misty out in Serbia. Um, I love music, man. I love funk music. I love uh 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 funk music and and that vibe um so it almost feels like when you're listening to that song like you should be doing like like a like a soul train dance like that's, all dancing around vibe, like funking and yep. vibing to it yep, like, that's all right slow down brian i know I sorry i don't want to hurt my wife to it but <laughs> all that happens when you dance See, brian goes to yeah, i was talking about running trains gross <laughs> wait with my wife no not tonight bro okay sorry you got a few more years to go for that no that's what i was like the album like brian is saying it is up and down dude i was like it's hey, it's beautiful it's awesome do you want to you want to cuck Matt? <laughs> you in? They're, they're Come really on, we're fascinated. Trying. They're really fascinated with my wife, dude. Man. Yeah, yeah. You guys are sickos. No, yeah, this, uh, we got problems. Yeah, we got problems. problems. <laughs> but yeah, that's really what it... Uh, I love that. I mean, when I was making the EP, too, I knew I only wanted to do like five to six songs. I didn't want to do a full-blown album because I just did a full-blown album. I just wanted to give you know the listeners something a little, a little extra, and I didn't want to run this concept into the ground. And uh, so I knew I was like, okay, I got a couple like boom bap vibe, you know, like 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 real hard hip hop tracks. The form forever track has no drums on it. It's just a loop, and it's very smooth and laid back. I had, you know, I knew I wanted like, all right, now I got to balance it out with like a more bright, fun track. And then uh, I brought it back home at the end with paper on some boom bap shit. Like, yeah. you know, the backpack, hip hop, boom bap, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like just that hard shit, that street shit. So, yeah, man, I yeah. appreciate it. That's uh, a lot of people's favorite song on there is the You Love track. It's, it's, it's just, good. It feels it's, good. I yeah. think it's fun. And and it, I did that on purpose, man. Like the Form Forever is definitely like the deepest track on there. As far as content-wise go, so I was like, all right, now I'm going to put the brightest, not deepest track on there, the least deepest right after it, just to balance it out and take you up and down. Right. Nice. Well, like, I, I don't know if I'd agree with that, though. Pops is a pretty heavy track, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, content-wise, Yeah, okay, uh, yeah. When I, when I was saying, like, heavy or deep, um, yeah, I was kind of talking about content, but more so the production style. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. the first two tracks is definitely on some... Boom bap, 
hip hop street shit. Uh, Form forever, smooth, laid back. You love upbeat. We're having fun. We're dancing. And then I brought it back to how it began on the on the last track. But yeah, pops is pretty deep. You know, had a, had a, had a show out of my old man. Yeah. So I, I guess too, I, you were saying that everything in their songs is true. So like one of the first few lines in that song is that your dad was trying to teach you to clean a gun when you were <laughs> yeah. 10. I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, that's the true story. I remember that clear as day. It didn't happen because my mom stopped it. Just like I said in the song. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, what the fuck are you doing? But um, it's, yeah, I, re- I remember that. It's old school for sure. That's old school for sure. <laughs> old school for sure, man. I don't know, dude. You've been cleaning your guns around your kids lately? I make Olivia do it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, nice. she's got a tiny hands. She can get the pins out real easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Did you ever learn how to clean a gun? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Was it your dad to tell you? Uh, yeah, but okay. I, I can't say I remembered it from like when he taught me mm-hmm. when I was a kid. But yeah. when I got older, I kind of had to relearn it. You know what I'm okay. saying? It's, yeah, yeah. You know, he can show you how to like change a drill bit, but if you don't change the drill bit for ten years, you're probably gonna forget and have yeah. to remind yourself okay. when you yeah. the drill. <laughs> it was a magical moment when I learned it was a YouTube tutorial video. It was really close to my heart. The guy that taught me how to clean a gun. That's what's up. Yeah. yeah. That's corny. Um yeah. it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. Was it? Man, Glad I'm yeah. here, you got the uh, you got another track on there called "Take Me Down" too. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah that's right, man. I'm sk- yeah. skipping around, <laughs> You're good. and uh, that was again. It's that nice, was smooth, smooth like, R and B feel good. Yep. So that was like, kind of like when I write these projects, I'm not just writing separate songs. Like these songs, even though they don't directly relate to each other, they gotta like bounce off each other. Mm-hmm. So what you love, I'm talking about. Um, you love my style. You love my fresh. I'm talking about how I'm the catch in the song. Like, girl, like you, you crazy. I know you love me. Like, you, you know, you'd be out your mind to not hang out with me tonight. Type shit. Like, super, yeah. you know, over the top, big head, whatever. But the very next song, I flipped that whole concept around. Would take me down. I'm talking about how she's the catch. You know what I'm saying? It's much more mature, laid back, and I and I and I say that like word for word in the song. Where I'm like, uh, you know. Keep your eyes on the prize. Take a look in the mirror. Yeah, you're the prize. So I'm like saying like, yo, you're the one. Like, what do you want? Like, you want to go out of town? Mm-hmm. You know, let's go to the mall. Whatever you need, mama. Like, that's the whole. Co- it was the complete opposite of of you love content wise, as far as. And I did that on purpose, just to balance it out. Smart, right. smart and sexy. That's right. Yeah, I always say that to Brian. Like, if I can't listen to an album all the way through, then. I don't. It just got to yeah, flow together. It's it's, it's got to flow together. The production. Uh, people always ask me like like what makes a dope album, and to me it's just like, does the content sound? Do these songs sound like they should be next to each other? Yeah. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be one long story, but it should feel like a a movie. It shouldn't be just yeah. like a random assortment of songs. Like mm-hmm. when you just like burnt like back in the day when you had Napster and you just downloaded a bunch of songs and burnt them on a CD. An album shouldn't sound like that. Even yeah. if, you know, you burnt 20 songs on a CD and every single song is fire. This is not an album. This is just a random assortment right, right. of songs. Yeah. You're in shuffle play at that You're point. You're in shuffle play. And yeah. I don't want my projects to be, you know, 15 dope ass songs that don't sound like they should be next to each other. There needs to be one overall thought, concept, vibe, um, production, like like angle that we take with it. 
it, it just needs to feel like like one like a movie like you're mm-hmm. just watching separate scenes from different mo- do different different movies like that wouldn't make sense you know right, what I'm right. so when artists do that it always feels like it's manufactured it's like what songs can we put on here that's going to maximize our chance of getting on the radio and yep. that always I don't like that at it's all. not it's always that yeah. it's not is, hard at that point. is it harder that with with the younger generation that they only do want to hear the one banger they only want to hear the the one song like in in i'm not i don't don't know your exact age but in my day it was just like i don't want to flip this fucking tape over so i'm gonna listen to it all the way through yeah so um, it's more hard it's harder to get a younger generation to listen there man and wax cylinders you know they degrade over time and you don't want to listen to them too much yeah Yeah. You, to answer your question, because like yes. my, my son is twenty, my, I got a, I got a kid who's twenty two, and he still listens to uh, songs on YouTube. It's just like, dude, just put the whole song on on Spotify and listen to the listen to the thing. album. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's uh, no, you're absolutely correct. That is a thing in music nowadays, where it's like, where is it going? Mm-hmm. Maybe our albums a thing of the past, where it's like, there's yep. no reason to make an album. Yeah, people just keep Bro, dropping I even singles. Saw Beyonce, somebody asked her that same exact question. She's like, people aren't investing, artists aren't investing into albums anymore because mm-hmm. listeners aren't investing albums uh, into albums anymore. Um, everything is is here today, gone tomorrow. So they invest into that one song. Yeah. Listeners are only checking for that one song. And and and, and just kind of go a little bit deeper about that. It's kind of scary, but you really can't do nothing about it. It's just, just you know, evolution of yeah, you gotta roll with humanity. It. Yeah. It's right. like, I remember listening to music was considered like a thing you do. It was considered Hell like yeah. a hobby. Laying on the floor listening to records and Who shit. Who does that now? Me and my old lady. There you go. Yeah. The world is In the fun. modern world, does anybody say, what am I going to do today? I'm going to go listen to music. Like, they don't listen to them movie. together. Everyone's got yeah. their own earbuds in. Everybody's got it's their never own a community buds. thing. But even myself, when am I actually truly listening to music? I'm going to tell you when. When I'm driving. Yeah. When I was younger, I used to go into my room no TV, and, and I would lay down, look at the ceiling, put my headphones on, and listen to a CD. Yeah, People don't do that no more. Now music itself has, it, it's become background noise. I was just gonna say that, it's almost like so the theme music. Yes, yeah. it's just theme music. So yeah. while you're driving, mm-hmm. you, you're probably listening to music. Yeah. When you're at the bar, you're at the club, you're listening to music. Yeah. Maybe while you're playing video games, it's playing, it's music is playing in the background. And every like, in 2020, it's not you the ask forefront, somebody, how yeah. do you listen to music yeah. when you're probably jogging? And that's fine. Like, if you're walking, jogging, driving, okay, you can pay attention to the music. But it's no longer a thing of like, ooh, I can't go home. I can't wait to go home and listen to that album. Yeah. Like, like me and you will say, I can't wait to go home and watch that movie. So right. movies still have that appeal. Like, you mm-hmm. sit down, you shut everything off, you shut your lights off, boom, you throw on Netflix and you watch your show, you watch your movie. Music is... Uh, I don't know if like, that's so true, dude. I never. It's it's a, se- it's it's a be secondary the, thing. It's always there, but it's, it's not the, the top thing. thing. It's not what it's you're, background noise, yeah, and yeah. that's why everything is a single. Yeah, that's why mm-hmm. albums aren't what they used to be. That's why there may never ever be another classic album. Yeah. See, there may I, never ever be another thriller. At the yeah. same time, too. Well, I agree with what you're saying. I think part of what that is too is that like back when we were younger and stuff like that, like there weren't like there's more population now so there's more people in general so i think what you're saying is true that there is a lot of there's more people that enjoy like that one song that one hit but there's also always going to be people like you that enjoy 
that searching for that music Absolutely. and finding yeah. that and they want to find their own thing with with so many options and this you i'm happy you said that because you just piggybacked off what i was about to say about like can there ever like in the modern world can there ever be another classic album yeah how do you define a classic here's how i define a classic everybody loves that album yeah you love it your parents love it mm-hmm. it's on the radio yeah uh, it sold gajillion copies. Everybody loves that album, like mm-hmm. Thriller. It's just yeah. there. Now, in order for that to happen, that means everybody's got to listen to that album. You see what I'm saying? Now, obviously, the word everybody is an exaggeration. Yeah, yeah. There's some people right. that may not even like the genre of music Michael Jackson does, for example. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a you know a population like that, but whatever. But you look at something like Thriller. Well, in order for Thriller to even garnish enough attention... To become a classic there's only x amount of other options back in the day albums would drop on tuesdays and whatever genre of music you like there's probably only maybe what three to five six yeah, yeah. albums that dropped that week yep. so if me and you were all hip-hop heads or heavy metal heads we are all looking at the same five six options every week yeah. we are all listening to the same records you may like it i may like it more he hates it whatever but the same very small selection of music is getting all of our attention in the modern world millions of songs are being released every day yeah. oh yeah SoundCloud absolutely and Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. yeah so in the modern world with so much music out there i don't think that there will ever be an album that is a classic that the whole community the whole country the whole you your neighbors your dog mm-hmm. is like yup that's the album that yeah. everybody loves right now. But we yeah. can still do that with movies because it's a different experience. Like you sit down and you devote your whole t- attention to it. But even that's changing but even that's with Netflix changed. and all yep, that with stuff Netflix. and so even Amazon that's and all that shit. So I don't know, man. So now it's almost like the word classic, it, 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 it's a different definition now. Like now there could be a maybe a classic valid album, but mm-hmm. what that means is to Valid's fan base, that's a classic. Um... I don't know, a random Blink-182 may come out with a brand new album that kills anything they've ever done in the past. This is the best piece of artistic music, you know, blah, 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 that they've ever done. But if they drop it in 2020, it'll never be um, glorified like the shit that they dropped in the late 90s. You see what I'm saying? Right, right, yeah. Because there's not just enough, maybe to their fan base it will be, but to the average person on the street, they might not even know that new masterpiece even exists. No, I'm I uh, I come from a more rock background. I, I listen to a lot of like indie underground rock bands right. that can never quite make it past that hump. Right. They can never get radio play. They can never get you know. They can never do bigger than bar shows. But it's some of the most profound music that I've ever heard. Some of the best live music that I've ever heard. And my co-hosts are gonna make fun of me for this, but uh, <laughs> they make fun of you all the time. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Um, I'm a classically trained percussionist i haven't played in a long time see i knew he would do that it's just this talent that i have whatever but i have an ear for for music for for drums in particular sure. and when you churn out pop music like they do now there's no substance to the ex- sometimes even the recordings don't sound great right you actually put on a decent pair of headphones and listen to like a pop the mix song, and master and it, is it doesn't sound good it's like there's no 
pride in it. It's like, what's the earworm? What's the catchiest thing we can put out that, you know, Business, the most smart man. people are like, I, it's, and it's it Here's what it comes down I, to. I don't give a shit. What do you do with your life? Listen, let me. <laughs> I, I got a stomach for chicken that doesn't make me a fucking chef, dude. All right? <laughs> Jesus. Classically trained. I am a classically trained percussionist. What? What? what yeah, what I am too on my wiener, but, you know, I don't go around <laughs> telling people. Is that nah, why it's all gnarly? <laughs> Cock drummer, Matt. <laughs> but it's it, it's true that like and they they don't even make it easy to listen to music the way it's supposed to be listened to like like you used to have to have like a good dedicated sound card in your computer yeah. to listen to music the way that it should be listened to if you're going to listen on a computer you can't even buy a laptop that's got a dedicated sound card uh, anymore. the game's unchanged man here's what it is and it's just like anything else unfortunately um music is a business uh-huh. and what happens is let's say you are a classically trained percussionist <laughs> or, <laughs> or, maybe not percussionist let's, let's change it let's say you went to the best culinary art school in the world you are a five star whatever the fuck they call it black belt master chef whatever <laughs> grand yeah. slam yeah. champ yeah that's what they're called You're, yeah yeah I think so. <laughs> and, and you are you know your heart and soul is in the kitchen like you love to cook and you open up a restaurant and it does very, very well. And you're making, I don't know, let's just throw a random number out there. You're making half a million dollar a year. Mm-hmm. Man, you're making $500,000 a year off that restaurant and that's dope. Mm-hmm. And, and the food, you put your pride, joy, and love into every steak, you every salad, every, you know, you have, you only hire dope ass chefs that are passionate and they, they put pride in their cooking. Guess what? That restaurant, that cranks out the greatest steak you've ever had in your life or the greatest flame mignon you ever had in your life will never make as much money as that McDonald's down the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what happens is you start to realize, well, I can flip a thousand Big Macs a day mm-hmm. that cost me 50 cents to make and that are super easy. You throw them on the grill. Like you don't have to go to fucking college to learn how to cook a Big Mac. You know what I'm saying? I love all y'all McDonald's employees, but you don't got to go, you know, you don't have to be a master chef to do that. So then it becomes down to, would you rather be cooking the greatest steak in this side of town from nine nine to five or nine to nine, whatever, and be, have pride in your cooking Mm -hmm. and make less money doing it? Or would you rather just I guess what the term is sell out yeah. and start cranking out Big Macs and buy you a McDonald's. That's a fucking good way to look at it, dude. And that's yeah. and and uh wake up call to everybody listening. Most humans, I won't say all, most humans will say, I'd rather be the McDonald's owner. Yeah. Easy peasy. And, 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 yeah. and that's and in the music industry, that's what it's become. Record labels have become they've started off as the mom and pop shop burger joint that they put their blood, sweat, and tears into every single, well, that's gross, but their blood, sweat, and tears into every single burger mm-hmm. that they flip. Um, but now these record labels have realized like, oh man, you know, cut down costs, maximize profit. It's all a business. And when it's business, only the bottom line matters. Here's what gives me hope, though, to stick with the analogy of the food service industry. There's always headlines that like millennials are killing Applebee's, and when you look at the reason why they're doing that, because they're actually going to more independent food places, they want. You're absolutely yeah. right, and that's really cool. So I'm hoping that that I idealistic, you know, tendencies translate to other things, to to music, right. to to movies, to television, to just art in general. But hasn't it kind of at the same time hasn't the internet kind of allowed absolutely. artists to and like people? Have you used the internet to for it's, growth? It's, it's every, I got like my that? website. 
Yeah. People buy my merch on my website. They buy yeah. my shirts. They buy my vinyl. They buy my CDs. You but know? that all goes right to you, right? That that's doesn't go through another company no middle or anything. Man, you know, so, yeah. PayPal. You know, yeah, that's yeah. the middleman or something like that. Um, but absolutely, I promote my shows. I mean, it's just the way of the world, bro. That's where we're at with it. And if you are that guy that says, I'd rather have my mom and pop shop and make half a million a year because I love cooking. Mm-hmm. And, and instead of opening up a McDonald's, the internet's a beautiful thing. You oh, know, absolutely. You know, you know what we need? Is, the internet is like the musicians like Guy Fieri. He shows up, he likes your shit, and then everyone goes and flocks to him. <laughs> well, there there we you go. go. It's a way to I look like at it. it. Yeah. Now, you always do say that out the internet. Like, it has, that is the one cool, like, though, always be those. That's the only fuck McDonald's today. I want to go get that good How many steak. Absolutely. Or but that's why this, like, that's why there was a lot of controversy with that net neutrality and yeah, all yeah. this because I'm not that savvy into it like I said like I don't even follow politics that much but if I'm correct it is like that would be affected by it because now like it's it'll be like almost like cable companies like oh you got Comcast internet or you got Xfinity internet well certain websites now are going to work better and work faster and like so now if you're a mom and pop shop that has a popular restaurant in Taylor, Michigan or something like that. Yeah. How does that affect you? Like, like how does that affect where if somebody Googles like steak and they go on, you know, a, a search engine, you want to make sure that your stuff pops up at the top, mm-hmm. but nothing's organic in this world. Yeah. Uh, like everything that pops up is like so manipulated that it makes it hard. Like unless you got a lot of money to spend to make sure when somebody types in certain keywords that you're the first one that pops yeah. up. It's hard, man. G- it's Google hard. is constantly trying to kill independent content creators. Oh, absolutely. YouTube used to be nothing but independent content creators. People absolutely. like I were absolutely nobodies that we would find and follow and watch their stuff. But then if you if you look at it now, what their biggest channels are, it's stuff that's owned by Disney and Fox and NBC. And yeah. Also, that. what I think is wack too, I found out, I believe to be true, that according to your search history and according to my search history and certain like cookies and links and, and whatever... Me and you can Google the same exact phrase, and you'll get different results than me. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's bullshit. Well, I got a VPN, that's, so that's I'm good. Wild. We good. It's wild, man. That's straight bullshit. Yeah. No, yeah, it's it's a it's so a scary if, world. If, if if somebody is more like just not even to get into politics, if somebody's more right wing and somebody's more left wing, then you're just gonna like continually create the divide because if my search history let's say i'm somebody that's left wing you know whatever politically my search history shows that when i search a certain event or a saying i'm gonna get things that continue to uh uh uh, strengthen my left wing uh uh beliefs and then the right wing guy can google the same exact thing it'll just strengthen his beliefs and it's like well hold on now now we're are we we're living in a world of like What's fact? What's fiction here? Yeah, like, right. We should be seeing the same thing, and then we'll come up with different opinions. But yeah. we shouldn't be looking at two different things and thinking we're looking at the same thing. Here's the really scary thing, brother. You don't even have to search it. They just your microphone on your phone just picks oh, up yeah, on man. it. Yeah. It's real messed I'm holding up. in my hand is listening. Go- to me Google too, Google knew <laughs> both times when my wife and I, when my wife was pregnant before my family did. Like we didn't even Google anything. We were just talking about it. Hey, we have to go to the doctors. You got to positive test I have and we million, started getting the, yeah. the, the search stuff on Facebook like and show, stuff bro. literally mailed to our house like diaper samples and stuff Bullshit. like that it, it's like man. totally terrifying I don't like that I, yeah. I mean it creeps me out but what are you gonna do man here's the thing ain't nothing you can do about it <laughs> nothing you can do about it and yeah. our kids yes are you can I'll teach you guys off air I yeah. got you alright cool thank uh, you uh, our 
here's the thing, bro. Our the next generation after us, they're gonna think that's completely normal. And that's really and scary. We're, and we're paranoid. Use it to their advantage. And, and we shit. sound like we're paranoid yeah. for being creeped out by that. Yeah. No, what's scary yeah. is my three-year-old already watches YouTube videos, and I'm just terrified of like ads are going to pop up, and yep. like you know that's going to get to. Because when we were kids, it was like, oh, I could really go for that slime toy that I see on Nickelodeon, but like the internet's a wild fucking place. I remember when the internet like started popping up in people's households when I was a kid, and the first time we got AOL, and like my dad was creeped out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did not like that. He's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So the world now is connected to our living room. Mm-hmm. And that freaked him out. Me and my brother were like, dude, this guy's being like a paranoid, like foreign yeah. dude. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's not. So one time you want yeah. to be American. <laughs> exactly. But now here we are and we're talking about this. Mm -hmm. And this is going to sound so funny to the next generation. Like, oh, my God. They're so worried about the microphone listening to them. Who Like, yeah. what do you got to hide? Like, you sound, you know how stupid you sound? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, use it to your advantage. Kind of like if my grandparents would like, oh, look how scary black people are. And then my generation started fucking them and shit. So just not you. Yeah. Well, no, I, I did. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good. Just that was, that was a good it. point. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's worth it again. I was trying to use the whole generational thing. Yeah. Okay. You're cool. absolutely correct. Tossing those. Good. So <laughs> valid. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to make sure we have some time for you to do promotion. Do you got any shows coming up you want to promote? No, I don't got like any that? shows right now. There's some in the works, but okay. none of them are official. So we're just, uh, I'm not going to say, you know, catch me here. And then, oh, never mind. But um, where so can right they now, find those dates when they, they do find come those up? Those dates at valid. 313.com V-A-L-I-D 313.com um, All my social media is at Valid313 um, Yeah And that's pretty much that The Plum Brandy EP Out now Streaming on all platforms Mihailo That's spelled M-I-H-A-J-L-O On all platforms Go bump that um, Detroit Hip Hop Rules the World And Yeah I think that's that, that's that for me Nice Towelettes dude what a fucking fun surprise, man. You were awesome, dude. I appreciate, oh, I appreciate you coming that, out, man. man. Thank you. That was awesome. Boss, man, Thank you, you guys did some fucking me. research and a half, dude. I did. You I did. I prepared. Uh, Everything no, with the quick I, I'm 10. I'm a fan. I'm, I wasn't, it wasn't research. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, for you, to, we use the interview comics and shit, so it's right, cool right, shit right, to have switch something. Switch it up, man. A little uh, off the books. Too, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and it's cool that your uh, bodyguard's almost done strip searching me. This yeah, is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. real long. And like, every fucking crevice you I have. he's done. <laughs> ho, ho. <laughs> Easy there, bud. <laughs> you, you have any promotion, douche? You... Uh, everyone listen to Cartoon Tonic. Oh, you fuck. That's his you other know? podcast. That's oh, it. I'm cutting that. Oh, you can't cross promote <laughs> like that. Yeah. Uh, Don't bring your other whores no. to our fucking podcast. I should because you two fuckers are going to be on the March special guest episode. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Listen to that one. Yeah. yeah. That one will be all right. Yeah. Uh, every time. Every five minutes, we're gonna be like, "Moist, definitely, moist, definitely." I don't think I can say it yet because it hasn't been announced. So uh, listen to the next episode if there's something. Oh, you can't say that. Oh, I know. I can yeah. say that. Yeah. I know, Tyler. You're gonna be yeah. very proud of the douche. Douche is getting back out there. Let's just anything? leave it at yeah. that. Uh, I mean, I got the baby, baby on the way. Yeah. Mm. Uh, oh, congratulations, B man. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, they're both uh, having them. They're trying to fucking get rid of me. Toilets mm. almost fixed. I, I <laughs> oh wait, it's not fucking fixed. <laughs> Had a guy come with a camera today. It was oh. fun. We can uh, update the towel. I'm going to need that. you to get your shit together. Literally. Yeah, I'm working actually. on it. <laughs> well, 
I'm sure the Towelettes know, but we could say it on air. It's a little few days, but happy birthday to you two. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank they, you. Have a, they have the same name. Yeah. Same both, birthday. Both Brian spelled with a Y. Yeah. Same birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck's going on here. Yeah. It's a conspiracy. They're both Telling like, you. yeah. Main difference is I know my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and his mom's still alive. <laughs> Dirty. <laughs> hey, you can have my dad if Man. you want. <laughs> Which one? Real one or the real one? Yeah, not the real one. I bet he's a lot of fun. Mm. They'll they'll tuck themselves out. It's almost over. (laughs) This is our cry session. (laughs) Oh, Tal, let's uh, challenge yourselves. Uh, Listen to some new music. Check this fella out. Uh, Absolutely. Spread the fucking word. Share the cast. Um, Yeah. While you're fucking to this man's CD, tell the person that you heard about it on Moist, definitely, and then they'll spread the word, hopefully not diseases. It was a legit pleasure talking to you, and I don't say that about most of our guests. He really does. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Thank you for having me. I almost said it, like, right before you got here, I was like, man, I'm not really sure how this conversation is going to go. I don't know exactly what to talk about, because it's always comedy and our dicks and shit, dude, but it was fun. (laughs) It was a good time. No, it was good. He still gets it in, though. There we are. Had to get it in Uh, one time. So before we get out here. got to get it in somewhere. they're they're funny (laughs) yeah you guys should get on Uh, stage last question before we get out of here uh valid where does the name come from valid um when i was like 18 or 19 i wish there was like a real cool story but there's not when i was 18 (laughs) or 19 I just you, like, you can make it up right now, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> ain't no fact check. Um, <laughs> just me and my cousin were talking, and I was, and he knew like I was like looking for like a new moniker, a new name to go by. And honestly, at the time, if I could go back in time, I would have been like, just go by me, Hilo. Just go by your real first yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. It, it will rock. Hence, why the name of the album was Me Hilo, <laughs> just to kind of like uh, uh, redeem myself. But, um, and I was just telling him like, like I love like the dope hip-hop music like what what especially at that time what you would call quote-unquote which is like a phrase i hate nowadays real hip-hop so i was like you know yeah. I want, you know i want hip-hop hip-hop shit. yeah yeah i want to do that like true hip-hop like the you know i want my music to be like genuine valid and not some bullshit and my cousin was like boom that's your new name valid and it's a little bit funny for he's like genuine nope that's taken <laughs> <laughs> and i begged to differ that was a pretty cool i like the story that was good yeah i like that pretty much that Hell yeah. Boss man? You guys are staring at each other. It's weird. Because he's waiting <laughs> to say it. Huh? Stay moist. It's a good place, Tim. You always say that. I know.